0: Created live on Fireside.
1: Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? Thank you. Thank you for being here. So, look. W- Guys, you know, it's so crazy. I want to welcome you guys to YNS Live. And my guest is Lou Hamilton. She is an author and podcaster. And her agency is called the Podcast Guest Agency. It's Silk Dash Studios. You guys can see it going through the scroll there. We're super excited to have you. And the thing is, it's so crazy. Lou, I want to welcome you first. And then we can go into our story how we've been... um (laughs) hi welcome so lou this is her first time on the app we were in the green room she got stuck in there and um and it was literally insane. I couldn't get her out and it was all of the same time as the new uh, updates were happening and I didn't know. So I was like, this never happens. This never happens. So it completely threw us off. We were supposed to be on earlier and then I'm like, well, this is great. Now I can kind of schedule you. Um, but So I haven't even broadcast to the world. Everyone in the audience, if you guys don't know, you can broadcast to the world and I really suggest everyone does that right now um, where you can just go to different apps and say, join us live and it gets the word out it gets the word out about this amazing app all the fun things that we can do on fireside i am such like so honored to be here to be able to do this and um, share this with other people so if you guys can do that now and then we can jump into lou's awesome story i'm excited to hear um all that she's doing. And so Lou, if you want to introduce yourself really quickly as I'm still broadcasting, that would be wonderful.
2: Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Juliet. I'm Lou Hamilton. And I am the podcast host of uh, Brave New Girl uh, podcast. And we have uh, these amazing women who come on and talk about their stories, their highs, their lows, and how they define courage in relation to the, their experiences and their challenges um, and that really sort of got me thinking about um, giving a platform for people to tell their stories, share their expertise, um, share their message and I thought, well, I can only get fifty two women on a year and I want to help more people get out there so I set up the agency in the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, and yeah, we've been um, helping people to get onto other people's podcasts, so it's been amazing. So I feel like, you know, I can, I can help give um, women a platform, but I can help other people get out there too, and uh, yeah, so that's been a really great uh, outcome from the pandemic.
1: That's awesome. And I love how you pivoted. I love how you were able to figure out, you know what, I love doing this. I love helping and giving women a platform and how can I do this more? So um, can you give us a little bit of background on how, you know, when did you start podcasting? And then did the agency come out? Obviously, it came out of the pandemic because you wanted to elevate more people. But when did you start the podcast?
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, going back probably 20 or 30 years, I actually did um, a, a performance with 400 women and it was called Silent Voices and it was really about reclaiming the streets and giving women a platform to to share their stories and to say, sorry, that's a train going by, uh, <laughs> <No worries. laughs> a steam train, and uh, to share their stories and to say things that they had wanted to say but had never been able to and we we projected their words onto giant screens 40-foot screens of these huge mouths and and then we had women's groups coming in and doing performances and writing poetry and so it was a kind of real um, all-around performance Um, and and it really kind of it embedded itself this kind of idea that you could create a platform for other people to say their thing and um and so then what 25 30 years on technology um evolved well I mean there wasn't any technology then um and so um I guess I started the podcast uh two years ago but what what we did first of all was we were trying to do again, trying to do live events. So we would do it once a month. We'd, um, we'd meet at this amazing hotel with a fantastic view over London and um, we would film the event and it would be in front of an audience and there'd be a Q and a after the the interview with, with the person. Um, And there were lots of issues with that. It was amazing. It was amazing having people, um, um, you know, and and kind of um, creating more than just the interview, so that you would kind of f- get the feedback and and have a conversation afterwards with everybody. Um, but there were technical difficulties in that um, we this this space that we were in was a sort of semi indoor semi outdoor space, so it had these huge shutters, kind of plastic shutters that, and because it was so high up. It, they, they would just rattle in the wind so all of what the early episodes have got this terrible sound effect <laughs> <laughs> with with kind of the, the kind of lovely noise of, of people laughing and clapping and and sort of joining in but um yeah so that, so when the ha- pandemic hit and we were going into lockdown obviously the the last um event couldn't happen and so i then had to suddenly um learn how to podcast uh, remotely and that was an amazing thing because it suddenly opened up um the, the kinds of people that i could have you know uh, globally so i could you know i've been interviewing people all around the world and and i wouldn't have been able to do that if i was just doing um a live a live event so
1: right Oh so I love that pivot, and so I also just want to remind everyone if you guys click on the Fortune Cookie, you actually will see Lou's um website, so you can click on it there, so it's not it doesn't scroll across it actually when you have a website on there, it tags it, so you can literally click and go in there and you can kind of see what Lou is doing so Lou, i you know what, and this is one thing that um so anyone that is joining now or listening to this in the replay, I am the host of your next stop, and I interview people that have followed a passion, women that have followed a passion and turned it into a career. And um, I realized very quickly, and I shifted in the pandemic and I, uh, at, towards the end, I had done some interviews with people around the world about, and I called it quarantine stories and, you know, just stories about that. But one of the things I realized is, you know, when I was, uh and I liked that, but I knew that that was going to come to an end, right? Obviously, because the quarantine is going to come to an end. But so I, I realized I love the interview style because when I originally started, I was telling personal journal stories. Um, I love storytelling. So I love that you, you know, the pandemic was hard for so many of us, but so many of us have found really good things that have come out of it. And sometimes it's hard to talk about because, you know, others that didn't find any positiveness you don't want to make them feel terrible but you also want to celebrate what you have found so i love that you made this pivot and then you kind of found the next stop in your in your life and that's why my my podcast is called your next stop because that's what i do i love interviewing people that have done that so can you just tell us like when you realized okay so there was a lot of i'm sure you were anxious like how am i going to keep doing this how am i going to keep doing this and then once you got up and running and started doing it at home and doing it live um and doing it where you can interview a lot of different people, what was that feeling inside? like how was your mindset there?
2: Yeah um I'd spent fifteen to twenty years um, um, as a documentary filmmaker and and it was my real passion and and purpose to um to tell people' stories and usually around very difficult subjects around you know PTSD around terminal illness. Hard, hard subjects, um, uh, but working, but interviewing people who had really, um, unique stories to tell. And, and, you know, I discovered that, you know, all of us, us, us ordinary people do have extraordinary stories. And mm-hmm. so I, I loved storytelling and I loved how people had stories, you know, from every walk of life to share that we can all learn from. And but but filmmaking is hard and it's hard to sort of keep as an independent filmmaker to, you know, it's a long process. You spend a lot of time. There's a lot of gatekeepers. You're trying to raise the funds. Um, You know, you you end up feeling very uncreative a lot of the time. So when the opportunity of, of podcasting arose, it was just like I can just go into my my office. I can I've got the gear and I can speak to people and I can help help them share their stories without anybody telling me I can't Mm -hmm. and and that was that was absolutely extraordinary for me um you know having kind of banged my head against so many brick walls for so many years and felt so frustrated um suddenly it felt like everything that I loved about filmmaking I can
1: do in podcasting um, I love that. Oh my gosh, Lou, I love that. And so anyone that's joining who's just listening, um, Lou is the, an author and podcaster. She's going to get into you know the books that she's wrote, but she has a uh, an agency called the Podcast Guest Agency. So you can hear the clapping, Lou. This is what's so fun about this, <laughs> this app. Um, and if you want to check her website out, if you click on the little fortune cookie, you can see it. It's linked live there. The other thing is I really highly suggest anyone in the audience, if you guys click on the two little lines to the left you can broadcast this live. And this gets Lou's story out there more. It gives her a platform to be able to help more people. And that's what we want to do. That is something that is so dear to my heart. I love lifting people up. I love listening to people's stories. And I love getting them out there. And the more that we can do that, the better this world is going to be. So I really suggest any of you to do that. You just literally click those three dots, and you just hit broadcast live. And it will just send... They, like it will send a link to Facebook, Instagram, not Instagram, I'm sorry, but uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. And that's what I've done. It People can just click on it and actually listen in if they're not in the app. And that's what's really cool. So I suggest you guys do that. And also, in a little while, we'll ask anyone c- to come up and uh, ask any questions and lose a little bit short on time. Because as I said, we were tr- starting this uh, as the um, beta happened. And so I mean, as the upgrades happened. And so really we were off in the abyss. We were kind of thrown out. So, um, Lou, again, thank you for joining us because I know that it, you know, you're, you're busy and, uh, I just, I loved that we connected, um, through another app. Uh, we connected and, um, you know, we already are in, in conversations about having some of your uh, people that in your agency join my podcast because, and that's what's so wonderful about the the, these um, apps where we can connect with people and we can talk to people and we can elevate people. So, again, thank you, and I love hearing your journey. So, you were um, a documentary filmmaker, and then you turned it into a podcast, and then from the and you did live podcast, and then from the pandemic. And stop me if I am wrong, from the pandemic you then created this agency and realized you have found your niche. So give us a little bit more about that and then definitely jump into um you know some of the books that you are an author of.
2: Yeah, well I'll I'll start with the books because there's a sort of um a trail that, that sort of follows. So when um I I was you know I I was kind of at the tail end of my filmmaking career Um, or it rather it was having a lull and I was turning 50. My children were leaving home. My grandmother had died that day, that year. And I was, I was kind of thinking, oh my goodness, what, what happens next? And, you know, I'd been to art school, um, when I left home and I, but I hadn't drawn in years. And, and I, as I said before, I, I was finding, um, my creativity really sort of stilted by, um, by filmmaking, but the filmmaking process. And and suddenly I found myself just one day just um, picking up a pencil and I started drawing again. And out popped this little character who eventually became known as Brave New Girl. And I kept drawing her and posting her with little sort of inspirational sayings. And this was sort of probably five years ago when it was, you know, before the kind of memes and things were happening. And, and people could just kept... Rep- coming back to me and saying oh more we want more please post her every day and and then um so i did and then um someone said oh you should really um publish her as a book so i um i um applied to agencies and um and got an agent and then um it just happened to be at the at the sort of very cusp of that wave of you know the fearless girl um sculpture um rebel stories for um stories for rebel girls and and none of us kind of knew what each other were doing but um we all kind of sort of came out at the same time and um so brave new girl how to be fearless became a book um and uh, both in the uk and in the states and i think australia and germany and and it just um i think it was just it was the kind of zeitgeist. It just hit that moment when people needed to be seeing that and needing to kind of have these little pictures that could inspire and make people laugh. And, and, and so then after that book, I then uh, wrote a self-help book called Fearless Less um, and, and helping people to use their fear in a, in a way that can be helpful rather than be kind of hindered by it or held back by it. And so, so you know, I was kind of growing, and my books were coming out, and and then um, I thought, you know, I really want Brave New Girl to be out there in a in a different way, so I started putting her on T-shirts, and then as we were sort of building a tribe. That was when the idea for, um, create, doing the podcast and, and doing a live events. And then from that came the podcast agency. So it's sort of all one thing yeah. after another. And, and I heard this, this, someone say the other day that, you know, when you're building businesses, it's, it's kind of you're building your, your skills, you're stacking your skills. And I really feel like. That that's what's happened in when you when you sort of get the chance to look back and see how things kind of all fit together. Um, you know, you couldn't I couldn't have planned any of this ahead of time. Um I could I didn't even know what podcasts were five years ago when I first published my book. You know, my agent was, oh, we must get you on podcasts. And I didn't even know what she was talking about. And then, you know, five years on, I've got a podcast agency. So I think, you know, it's kind of taking the steps and and just kind of following your nose and following what feels feels right for you. And yes, I've been up a few dead ends and and um, and found things that sort of didn't really align with me. But then when they do, you just go right. I'm going to pick this up and I'm I'm going to start running with it. Um, so
1: yeah, yes. so that's what's. Happened. I love that, Lou. And I think there's a couple of things. And this is why and it's so funny because this is the first time we're actually even speaking. We've been, yeah. you know, a lot of, um, you know, back and forth on, on, um, IG. I always do the voice text because my spelling is terrible. Um, so I always do voice text because it's easier for me. But one of the things that I say time and time again is when you follow a creative passion and you, you open yourself up the universe or God, whoever you believe in is just going to keep putting things in in your way that you're meant to do. And if you don't take that step to try something, you're never going to know what your next step is, right? What your next stop is, what you're meant to be doing in this world and who you're meant to be helping with and who you're meant to touch and who you're meant to help. So that's what I love that you just said that because that is literally what I teach people all the time. So I'm a coach, a um, mind, mindset and empowerment coach, and I have a... Uh, a workshop that is helping people tap into their creative passion. And I do just that. They go through this where some of them have their own businesses, but have lost their passion, right? They lost, you know, lost their way a little bit. Some people don't even realize that what their passion is can be turned into a business. And I want to help those people that don't think that their voice really matters, those people that think that they don't have, you know, that they could never write a book, right? They can never do anything like that. I want to show them that they can. If they have something that they, believe in and think and create, they can do something with it. So I love that you did all those steps. And as you said, you're going to have missteps, right? You're going to have things that you fail at, but those failures, and I like to call them missteps, are what's going to teach you and what's going to keep, keep moving you forward. And that is a mindset. You have to get yourself in that mindset to be able to do that because sometimes people, that's what stops them, the fear of failure. And the, feel, the failure is what makes you grow and become bigger,
2: yeah i th- i think that's so that's so true and i I really think that you know those pain points that we hit and the pitfalls are are the times that we we learn most and we and afterwards we we grow we have the potential to grow most um and it's you know it's the same when um i i'm a painter <laughs> um and and it's the same in paintings you, you you kind of get to this point in a painting where Actually, it, it just all goes horribly wrong. And it's when it's in those paintings where it's gone wrong and they end up being the best paintings because you've got more layers. And if I find if I get to where I think I want to get to too quickly, the painting just doesn't have any depth. And I just think that's such a good symbol for, for life. You know, you, it becomes much more powerful when you've been through stuff and learned what works for you and what doesn't.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I love that you're a painter too. So this is something that I I have talked about. And a lot of my listeners know this is I, for many years, never thought I was creative because I was the athlete. I'm dyslexic. So school was really tough for me. And um, somewhere down the line, not my parents, because they're super supportive, but somewhere down the line, someone told me I wasn't good at drawing. Like, stick to your athleticism. That's what you're good at. So I always just gave myself that mindset and not in, I'm a confident person. So it was never that I was putting myself down, but I just never let myself go to that side and never assumed that I was creative. And as I've created my business and my podcast and social media and all these things, there was a time where I literally was walking my dog and it was just a couple years ago that I stopped myself and I was like, what have I been telling myself I'm not creative? Am I crazy? I'm so creative just because I can't draw or I'm not musical, or like, you know, putting clothes together and like, in the sense of what I think, and I'm doing air quotes for anyone that can't see me, (laughs) everyone that can't see me. Um, But so it is a narrative that we tell, you know, and I always, um, one of my closest friends was was an artist. And um, I used to just, I like love that. I think it's so cool. And I, you know, so inspired. Uh, by her and the things that she would do when she would sit down and paint and I I mean I can't even like my stick figures are <laughs> there's like something demented about them um, so I love that you have found so many avenues to like kind of outlet your creative passion and have done things with them and then realize that you can do something and turn them into a business and actually make it into something that can be substantial and fi- you know financially fit where you don't have to do that job because you have to, because you have to make a living. You found something that you, you get to choose to make a living. I think it's really
2: interesting, this idea about sort of passion and purpose. And I, I knew that my purpose was, was helping others. And, and now that I found that, you know, I can help people to get onto, to other people's podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. And, and that kind of fulfills that sense in me of, um, what I can do through helping the people tell their stories, um, that that kind of does answer my my purpose it do, it feels like i um, I feel really fulfilled doing that but but there was this other side to me, which was you know the artist in me and and you know it kept it was coming out as this little little it was a little sort of stick figure this little character mm-hmm. and uh, and as I was drawing her i was I was suddenly having the urge to. Um, to paint and to to paint big and to paint vibrant colors and and it felt like when my children left home I felt like all the creativity that I put into to being a parent and into filmmaking suddenly could just sort of birth it was just bursting out of me in kind of every every which way and and so it I, I I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to make any money at, um, at painting. So I'm going to just keep that as my own personal passion. And I'm going to, I'm just going to be happy doing that. And I've got my purpose in my business. So, so I kind of felt, yeah, that's good. I can keep those two separate. And then I, and I heard a, an interview with Elizabeth Gilbert and she was saying <laughs> something pretty similar, which was, um, at some point she said to her, the artist and herself, okay, I'm going to do you a deal. I will go and make sure that I can pay the bills by doing something else. And I'll leave you, the artist in, in me, to to do your thing. And I won't expect you, the, the artist or the writer, to pay the bills. And of course, what happened with, with her is that, you know, then she kind of released it, released that, that pressure on herself. And so her best work came out and and the same thing happened to me so once i i decided right my business is is helping other people and my passion is painting is helping me i then started getting big commissions for the paintings
1: oh my god i love that and you know what i literally, i have like full body chills because when you just said Elizabeth Gilbert, and so I read Big Magic and I'm not like, I listen, I listen to my books. And that was what I like listened to a couple years ago. And people kept telling me, oh, you should listen to this. And I'm like, no, it's about writing. And you know, I'm dyslexic. And that's and not like my my strong point, blah, blah, blah. And I, that is what Lou, that's the book that actually changed <laughs> my whole thing. So when you just like, there's also a purpose and and reason why people are put into each other's paths right? Yeah. I mean, I so believe that like deep down to my core. And I just love that we have not ever had a conversation. We, you know, you reached out to me about, you know, individuals that you could have on my pod that work, you know, fit my podcast. And now we're I, you know, reach out to you and I was like, I would love to interview you, you know, like, I, I know you have this agency, but there's this new app, this, you know, fireside that I think could be really cool for you. And also, and then when we were in the green room, very, you know, shortly talking about how you could actually be a creator on this as well. And then the fact that you just brought up Elizabeth Gilbert, I literally was like, mm-hmm. I, Oh my gosh, that is just so amazing. And, um, our paths were meant to cross. Like they were so meant to, to cross. And, uh, J- Jen O'Donnell was just saying, um, about big magic. Yes. Uh, Jen, isn't that crazy? Oh my God. I just love this. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, anyone Lou do you have anything else to add because I know you're short on time but would would you love to have you know someone come up and
2: Yeah I, just what one last thing was that you know the with the agency obviously it's you know it's quite expensive to have an agent represent you to get you onto podcasts and and that doesn't sit with sit well with me because I want everybody to be able to have access to to this um to to what i what i know and how i can help so what i've done is i've written a book and it's going to be published in i think the end of september beginning of october and it's called dare to share and so i will i'm giving i'm I'm writing everything that i know and um and so people can buy the the book and they'll they'll be able to get onto podcast multiple podcasts um and help have a positive impact in the world. So um, so that was that's been really important for me. And I've been writing that during during lockdown. um, And it's it's going into product is in production now. So um, it will be out in in October.
1: Oh, my gosh, Lou, this is I'm just so excited that we, we are connected. I mean, seriously. So can you share with everyone? I know, again, guys, if you click on that fortune cookie, you'll be able to see Lou's website. But Lou, is there any other place that people can find you?
2: yes please come and find me on instagram i'm on there every day um i'm i'm in two places on instagram i'm three places actually uh it's brave underscore new girl um is one and uh silk stu- silk studio dot s is another one and lou hamilton art is the third one so come and find me in whichever capacity you find find is interesting or or aligns with you and uh, I'll, I'll look forward to
1: connecting oh wonderful and now is it can they through your website can they find you through all those instagrams as well or yeah yeah yep okay perfect so you guys can click on that so Lou how much time do we have for questions
2: yeah, whoever wants to have, come up and have a chat, I'm happy to chat.
1: Yeah. If, if you guys have any, you know, questions or you want to add anything, do the, um, you can do, I, every, every show, I kind of change it up. If you want to do the fire sign, if you, uh, and anyone that doesn't know, if you go over to the react sign and you click the fire, um, I will see and I can pull you up or you can also, there's a way that you can also, you know, in in be invited up as well. You can ask to be invited up. So we'll wait for anyone to do that. We don't bite. We're here to answer any questions. Also, if you guys want to just add or, you know, just uh, say anything to Lou about her journey, because I mean, I just, Lou, I just think it's so fascinating. And um, how you, all those pivots, right? All those pivots um, that you went through, to then get to where you are now. And you can just hear the passion in, in your voice. You could hear that you're so excited. And you know, as I said before, we've been connected offline. And so I've, I've also seen where you've been um, excited. So I'm really happy for you and looking forward to watching your journey and be connected. And I think that um, this platform is gonna be a really, really good platform for you. So we can talk offline about that as well. So anyone, does anyone, we're not gonna bite, we're not gonna bite, jump up, share something. Um, so Lou, tell us some of what are um, some wins that you've had recently, other than the book that you're writing that you are super excited about?
2: Yeah, so um, the book is is very exciting. Um, and uh, on the painting side of things, um, I said that, you know, suddenly sort of commissions kept, started coming in. Well, at the beginning of, um, I think it was beginning of January, there's a, a big organization called Canary Wharf Buildings. So they they build some of the big skyscrapers in London, and and have various other um, high rise buildings, uh, both residential and um, uh, corporate, and various various other sort of uses. Anyway, they um, approached me um, about um, doing two. Um, very large paintings, and and so I did that. And then um, about a month later, uh, they came back to me and they said that the the email heading was um, 115 paintings for One Park Drive. And so I got back in contact with her, and and she said, um, oh yes, we're going to have to do a bit of a deal. So there was kind of a bit of negotiation, and but um, four foot square paintings, which is like sort of a meter and a half um, square. Um, and I said, yeah, that's fine. You know, how many do you want? And she said, I said, you, you've got 115. How many do you want me to do? And she said, no, I want you to do all of them. So so I got this commission, which is basically painting all of these paintings from I started last month. And they, I finish the end of October. And they're to go for this building, which is 57 stories high. And they uh they're in pairs, so they go either side of the lifts
1: so so That's so amazing,
2: yeah, and that happened after I'd done this deal with myself, having listened to um Elizabeth Gilbert. So I just think it's such a weird, you know <laughs> there are just things that are just kind of magic that you just go, okay, I'm just gonna go with this.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well we got we gotta actually work on getting Elizabeth Gilbert on this platform and you and yeah. I can we can be the guests. I mean we can be the host and have her on and just tell her that and you know that she's changed. And it's so interesting because when I tell you like I was the athlete, you know, like I still am an athlete and when I when my kids were little and they would say, okay, mom, can, you know, can you help us with this arts and craft and stuff? And I would always say to them, yeah, it's, you know, we all have our strengths and talents and that's not really one of my talents. I, I can, you know, direct you a little bit, but I was always the one, you know, the mom that the kids were, we were in the dirt digging for the worms, looking for different you know, insects, um, always doing something physical and um, active. And um, I look back on it and it's also sometimes I, you know, think, you know, I, and it's funny because my daughter, I'm just going to give you a little, my daughter The other day made a tie-dye shirt at a birthday party. And so she wore it today. And what she did, and I literally, I could get choked up because I was like, oh, you're so creative. And I'm going to keep saying that to her because I want, Mm -hmm. like, she's so smart and so good in school. Um, She's she's very talented in so many different things. And she's 11. She's going to be 12. But she made the shirt. Like, so it fit her cause it was really long. She made it and then she frayed the bottom and with the frays, she made a belt and then she made a headband. And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, unbelievable. I was like, you have a creative side that mom never really let, I never let out. Like I never realized, you know, never knew that I had. And even though like, no, I'm, um, I, you know, I didn't, wouldn't even, my head wouldn't even go there thinking to make a shirt out of that, but it was long and it did look kind of silly and she's got a cute little body. So she made it where, you know, it's, you know, not inappropriate, but it's like a little shorter. Um, she can't wear belly shirts to school and she, nor that she would be allowed, but and, you know, she's only 11. But anyways, it's like, you know, goes to her waist and it's just so cool that she in her head made that. And um, I just think it's like, you know, so Lou, do any of your children, do they have any, like, are any of them artists and, you know, uh, did, did it go down in generations for you?
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, I think that really is, you have to be creative to be an entrepreneur. I think that you have to have that mindset. So I think you you definitely are. <laughs> it just maybe not in in painting or whatever but but I think that uh, so with my children my son um started out as an entrepreneur and um and now has joined um a a big tech startup and um is sort of helping lead with them and but on the side because he, he his um passion was art as well. Um, so he kind of had these two things, kind of entrepreneurship and business, and then on the other side being creative and, and he really kind of struggled. He kind of let that side of him go for a bit. And then during lockdown, um, another gift from the pandemic, if we can think of it like that, um, he suddenly decided that he was going to try, um, tattooing. So he got this kind of fake, it's like sort of this sort of plastic stuff where you, where you can practice and he basically trained himself to to be a tattoo artist and, uh, wow. and he does, yeah he does single needle really really delicate beautiful kind of um, almost photorealistic realistic stuff and there's very little very few people in the UK doing that um, and so he's now kind of doing again the kind of his passion on the side and and his his purpose in his sort of work life
1: right. I love that. And now, I mean, that's also, you know, like watching you, right? I mean, because when when I said to my daughter, like, I'm not, you know, I'm creative in a different way. And she's like, mommy, because this is again, you know, anyone that has joined or listened. So I used to create these stories for, and this is why I I laugh at myself. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't think I was creative. Like, but that's so Mm -hmm. weird that I like listened to a teacher back in the day and just kind of was like, okay, that's not my thing. And just kind of went on, as I said, I'm confident. So it wasn't that it was like hurting me, but it probably Stifled me in some certain ways, right, as I was growing up, um I used to c- create these stories, and I could kick myself, Lou, because I never wrote them down, but my kids, especially my oldest, I could literally sit, and he was the most active kid. I could sit and tell him these stories and he would literally just sit and listen and I could do them for hours. And I had all these, um, I had all these families and kids that did these different things and, and um, adventures that they would go on. There was one that had a, a pond that had this magic frog and this frog used to do these adventures and go out and cause mischief sometimes. And I still didn't think I was creative. <laughs> it it baf- baffles my mind that I didn't, yeah. and yeah. I mean, and I did these for years. And you're a storyteller. Well, that's my cre That's where I was like, I can't believe that this has come to me in my forties. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. But I think that that's part of that's the wonderful thing about growing older is that you know, you, you, all of the kind of loose threads start to kind of tie together and you start mm-hmm. getting the kind of aha moments and going, well, actually that thing that I did decades ago is really relevant and it's still kind of is a fire in my belly. And I really want to kind of take that. And then you find, oh, well, technology is caught up. So, you know, with your imagination, so you can kind of now combine them in a different way. And so I think all of these these things that you know these little discoveries in ourselves are, are so exciting if we're just kind of open and we listen we listen to ourselves and yes. and quite often the things that where we f- kind of hear alarm bells where we're feeling this feels really wrong I'm feeling really it feels like really hard work I really feel kind of out of alignment that's the kind of the, the time to kind of sit up and say right okay well this is telling me that this is the wrong road for me. I need to get on, I need to get on a different track. And uh, so quite often that the signposts aren't the things that are going right. They're the sign, they're the things that are going horribly wrong. Yes.
1: Like, get me out of here. I need to be doing something different. <laughs> yeah. And again, you just brought something up because I, um, tons of the people that I've interviewed for your next stop, that is exactly what they say they had these little these little voices, these little like stomach feelings, but they didn't listen. They stuffed them. And I always like, my kids know, my kids are like, oh, mom. I'm like, don't stuff your feelings. They're going to come out somewhere. They're going to come out somewhere and you're going to get screwed up. You got to let the feelings out. Um, and they're always like, oh, here you go with your life lessons. But the woman that I just interviewed, it happened to her three times. And one of the times, and I'm not going to give too much of the story away because it's pretty fascinating. But one of the times she actually fainted in her position that she was in and she thought she was happy. She was like, I thought I was happy, but I knew that there was some little distance. I knew there was a little distance, And she basically went to the doctor and was diagnosed with depression. She's like, and I had no idea, but I knew I was doing what I, I, I knew that there was something that was off. And it took her three times to kind of have those feelings, not as bad as the first one to then find her path. And she's an entrepreneur and she created this business. And so it time and time again, that's what I've so many times with um, the women that I've interviewed with your next stop. That's the one thing they've said. I didn't listen. And I either got sick or you know and then it 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 kind of hit me in the face like and so that's why i always say again cuz i am a go 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 kind of person i'm not someone that really stops a lot but one thing that i do do is i i'm so in tuned with my mind and my body that like i can hit, you know you you basically get these feelings right so i always say like you have to pause that's the other thing i say to my kids and they're like oh my God. i'm like pause your body And they're like oh mom whatever but like pause your body for a second because guess what there's messages out there all around you telling you and showing you what you really should be doing. And if you're going in the wrong direction, you're going to feel it and you know it. And there's yeah. ways that you can get unstuck, right? There's ways that you can do. So um, I, I love that you said that because you literally, we're like sounding like the same kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think, you know, it is about just, that's why they say, you know, to to do meditation, because I think it's in those moments when you create space in your day like empty space where you have nothing, and and I think it's then that those kind of concepts sort of percolate up, and you just go, actually, I'm really not happy, or this is making me unhappy, or this is just doesn't feel right. But but when we're kind of so busy, 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 and and like rushing from one thing to another, we we have no space to kind of consider what um what feels what feels right and what feels really really wrong. So I I am a kind of great proponent of just just taking even if it's 10 minutes and, and it doesn't have to be kind of, you know, a, a kind of meditation where you're sort of, you know, a particular school of meditation. It can just be empty space and daydreaming um, or having a shower and just kind of letting your your mind kind of wash around things. And and as you say, your body tells you when something's right or when something's wrong.
1: Yeah, and you know, and you really, you also again said something because it's so funny because people all all the time because as I said, I am always going. My mind never stops. My my husband will sometimes say to me, "Oh, oh, the squirrel's really active today, huh?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> the squirrel the brain. I'm all constantly always going. Um, and so when people used to say tell me to meditate, I would always do these meditations where it was like, okay, don't think of anything. And I literally would sit there and I would start laughing because I was like, well, when you say don't think of anything, I think of not thinking of anything, but that's still thinking, isn't it? So I, would make, I would make people crazy because they'd be like, no, no, just, and I'm like, no, I never cannot, like, I literally never cannot think of something. And it's not bad stuff. But like, if I'm looking outside, it's like, oh, the sky's blue or, oh, look at that bird. Like it, it might, the narrative in my brain doesn't shut off. So the only place, and again, this is something that as I became older, I've realized is when I'm on a boat, on the water. So I always need, I know I need to bear the water. We live right near the beach and i that's my place. I can go or when I'm walking my dogs, I can walk my dogs and I can do the daydreaming. So that is another really important thing that you said because some people think of meditation the way I said it and they're like, eh, I can't, like it's, it's really, like I tried that for a, for a long time here and there. Not I didn't do it every day, but and I would every time be like, how do people not think of anything, and I would talk to people and they'd be like, "Yeah, I cannot think of anything and I'm like, "That's so bizarre to me. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand, so it's important to find your thing, and it doesn't as you said, it doesn't have to be a traditional meditation, but it has to be where like at, when I say when I walk the dogs, that's where I get some of my best ideas, and I mean, I walk three boxers, so like and I'm paying attention to squirrels and and you know making sure there's nothing running across, and I can still have my brain do just that. I can still have my brain think of other things and be aware. So I think that's so important that you said that, Lou. It's the awareness, right? It's the awareness of what works best for you because what works best for your neighbor or someone else is not going to, it might not work best for you.
2: And I think that's why the title of your podcast is so brilliant, Your Next Stop, because it's in those spaces, in those empty spaces where you can think, well, so what's my next stop? What's the next thing? What can happen next? What, you know, at, at every, every single moment we have, we're at a kind of at a crossroads every moment to choose how we're going to feel and how we're going to move forward. And, and I like to think that, you know, you, that you're choosing, that you have the, the option to choose courage at every moment. Yeah. Um, and and so what is the co- next courageous thing that you're going to do in the next moment? and And what's your next stop? so I think those two things work you know both our podcasts are exactly about that, aren't they
1: right Well, we have a, a lot of the same philosophies, philosophies, and it's you know we're in different parts of the country. And we, but you know, and that's, and we're, we, again, we've never met, but it is, there's so many similar people out there. And that's the other thing I think is so important when people don't feel like they're in a good spot, they need to surround themselves with people that have like-minded thoughts. And it doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, toss every one of your best friends or, you know, relatives that are negative, but it is really important to kind of get yourself in those positive situations because it also helps you network and it helps you brainstorm and helps you start creating things even more. So um, Lou, I love that. So I'm going to give everyone again, I'm going to have you shout out where people can find you again. And then I'm also going to see, are you sure anyone in the audience doesn't want to come up and give a little insight? Because I know there's like-minded people down there. I heard some clapping, Reen, and I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Do you want to jump up on stage and just, you know, maybe say hi to Lou or give any insight? I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you, and if you don't want to, totally don't have to. I don't want to, you know, make someone uncomfortable. Um, but Lou, shout out your your uh, where people can find you on social media again.
2: Yeah, sure. So please come and find me on Instagram, um, brave underscore new girl, or Lou Hamilton Art, or silkstudio.s. Studio um, Any of those, depending on what your thing is. Um, come and come and say hi. Let's connect. Um, I love, 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 love connecting with people around the world. And, uh, so yeah, thank you, Juliet. This is amazing. This is a great,
1: ah, I know. And we'll, we'll talk on the side about you becoming a creator. Cause you would, this would be such a great platform for you. It yeah. really would. And, and some of your, you know, the people in your agency. So again, oh good. Rean's up. So you just had to unmute yourself and then we'll, we'll get a quick question and then we'll close it out. But thank you. So, um, Rean, and I'm thinking, and I'm sorry if I'm saying
0: your name wrong. That's right. Oh, Rain. Okay. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So, I don't really have a question per se, but I've just joined Fireside recently, so I really appreciate being able to listen to, you know, creative stories. I'm in my early stages of being a creator and tapping into my. Uh, niche or niche if that's what you call it and so I, um, I'm i just inspired listening to both of you speak and um, I hope to be able to have my own podcast. I do have my own brand that I'm trying to start up so I'm just appreciative of the conversation and, and thank you for inviting me. Of course,
1: yeah. No, thank you for jumping up because I know it's not always, it's not always comfortable. Why don't you you're up here? Why don't you shout out? You know where people can find you so they can go check you out as well.
0: well thank you so much. So I am on all social media platforms, but for my business, it's Fantasy Clash, and that's Clash with the K. So at Fantasy, then Clash with the K, and that um, my business is actually inspired just by my culture. I am um, of African-American descent, but my mom and her family, they come from the island of Guam. I'm not sure if anyone is familiar with that, but yeah. they are in the Mariana Islands. So um, I kind of use my upbringing and my culture to inspire what I do and who I am. And I recently became a mom, so being a mom also has taken me outside of my normal self and I'm testing the boundaries so I'm becoming more more and more creative and thoughtful in what I'm doing now.
1: Oh, I love that rain. Thank you so much for joining. And um I know yeah. And I know Lou appreciates you jumping up too, because I wanted to show her kind of how this platform works as well. And I'm excited that you're in the early stages of being a creator and congratulations on being a mom. It is one of the Thank most so much. wonderful experiences. It's not always easy. Um, no. but it is, it is always rewarding and our kids teach us so many things. Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Thank you so much. Of course.
1: All right, guys. So Lou, thank you so much for joining us here on YNS Live. Um, I so appreciate it. And um, I can't wait to have you back on another time to hear what you're doing because you are just doing some amazing things, elevating other women and um, just getting your word out there. So until next time, guys, thank you again, Lou and Reen for coming up. And um, Lou, seriously, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Juliet. It's a great room, and uh, thanks very much for hosting it. No worries. Okay, I'm with, so I'm going to bring the wait bot up. You guys will be able to hear. It's going to be music, and as we go out, and I'll shut the room. So, again, guys, you can broadcast this live. You can hear the recording. You can copy it and send it out to your friends who, um, you know, you think might need to hear this because that is one thing I do know. We are inspiring people because we have a lot. We have a lot that we have learned, and we have a lot that we want to teach. So, again, um to the next time to YNS Live, and we got we got a little a little uh, bouncy country music. No, <laughs> well, I guess it's not. It's more like folk music. All right, guys, we'll see you soon on your next show of YNS Live.